Turn it up. That's the intro music, but that's not the intro to what we going to get in today. So let me play another song so we can get our heads right around what we really going to be talking about today. Y'all remember this. Yeah, man. Once again, this song. This song. You know we had to do it again, right? We had to do it again, boy. Uh-huh. Uh, I want you to sing yeah. to these ladies, man. Oh, oh, oh. oh. So I'm on first. Oh, 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 oh. Let's get it. Baby, how you doing? Hope that you're fine when I know what you got in mind tonight. Got me feeling like you to see, girl. I can't leave you. Get your chips, get your popcorn, get your drink. Yes. Oh, it's going to be a good one today, y'all. Get ready. I'm about to end up calling it a night. You should. I love it, your girl. Tell her you're shaking the scene. Pull off peep, peep, shotgun in the GT with me. She said, oh, 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 I'm ready to ride. I was like, yeah. Cause once you get inside, you can't change your mind. Don't mean the sun invasion, but you gotta promise, baby. Oh, Tell me again. Tell me again, my baby. Be lovers and friends. Oh, I gotta know, baby. Oh, yeah. Tell me again. Make sure you're right. Oh, before we leave. Be lovers and friends. I know y'all didn't think I was gonna play the whole song. Nope. Better go to YouTube, Apple Music, Pandora, whatever your streaming station is, because I'm not playing the whole song. But I know that was a throwback for y'all. I know that took you to a place. And that's the goal of this music is to take you to a place. Yes, yes, yes. It's your girl, the bag lady, and I'm back. I'm feeling good. Um, here we are, episode eight. And as usual, I know I always say I'm so excited. Well, guess what? Once again, I'm excited because I got the ultimate person here in the studio with me. Um, puh. I, before I even get into that, let me just 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 reconnect with you guys. I gave y'all episode seven. I let y'all know what was going on with me in episode seven and some things, but 
Just want to recap and regroup because we we about to turn these episodes up. So if you haven't been a part, if you haven't listened to episodes um, one through six, one through seven by now, you better go back and listen to them so that you can catch the vibe, catch the wave, know the important buzzwords around here. This is uh, a... a, a uh, um, judgment-free zone, right? Our magic words here is so what and who cares because we are here. Show us a person and we will show you some baggage and we come here to help folks unpack. And I'm here with the person that has always helped me unpack since I was a teenager. So why is this episode called Lovers and Friends? Because we're going to talk today about can men and women really just be friends, right? Um, and and what does that look like and how does that work and and how does the whole that's my bro or that's my sis um uh intergender uh dynamic work, right? And so in the studio today I have a man, a wonderful man who has been my friend of who I'm going to say 36 Seven, about 37 years at this point. And you know, a lady don't like to date, uh, date herself or tell her age. But in this instance, I have no problem letting y'all know that I've had a friend for that long. And I have some friends that I've had for probably a little bit longer than that. And at that point, of course, they're not even your friend anymore. They're your family. So, um, you know, but it, it starts someplace. And um, it, obviously, it's a male. So, he is of the opposite sex, and uh, for 37 years, we have been proof positive that men and women can actually be friends. So I'm going to have him introduce himself, and then we're just going to jump into the journey. And just so you guys know, there will be two parts to this. This is part one of Lovers and Friends, because there's a lot to discuss here. And so in part one, we will be talking, uh, just kind of journeying through the past, how it began, um, the ebbs and the flows and the trials and the tribulations of it all. There may be some commercial breaks when we kind of go off topic and sidebar a little bit, but we'll come back to the journey. And then in part two, you'll hear us talk about perspectives on what it is current date, right? Where we are where we are or our views on this type of relationship today and and our views on other things as it pertains today and and, and our perspective on the future. Um, Just also know that, um, all right, I'm just going to save it. So let me just be quiet and allow my special guest to introduce himself. Peace, power, and love, good people. My name is Terrence, hailing from the Boogie Down Bronx. Northeast Eden Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Terrence, tell the good people, like, how do you know the bag lady? And how long have you known the bag lady? And what's your relationship with the bag lady? Let's get in the bag. So... I've known the bag lady since, oh my goodness, uh, early 80s, early 80s. And we have been consistent 
consistent best friends. That's important. It's not like we were friends and then we reconnected 20 years later. Mm. No, we've been consistent. She is my confidant, right? And very few people, you are blessed if you have a confidant. And she's my confidant. She's going to tell me the good, the bad, the ugly, even if it hurt my feelings, even if it ain't what I want to hear, she's going to tell me. She's that person in my life that if I disappoint her, that's the worst thing ever. If she ain't talking to me, I'm I'm, I'm wrecked. Okay, <laughs> She ain't got to yell at me. She ain't got to do nothing. Just disappointing her, I'm wrecked. The same way I would feel about my mother. And uh, she's everything. I I, um, I appreciate that. Um, and 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 that's just it, right? And so, who is Terrence to the bag lady? So, um, and I say this, and and we're just gonna get into it because you know he never really embraces this when I tell him this, but just like he said, we've been consistently best friends, and I'm gonna consistently continue to tell him this. Who is Terrence to the bag lady? So the bag lady didn't necessarily have a present dad growing up. And although Terrence and the bag lady are probably, we're not even, yeah, we're a little over 30 days apart in age. Um, Terrence has been that big brother and, and kind of evolved into that father figure in, in some kind of way, if you can imagine, for the bag lady. Right. So just to help y'all understand, how did we meet? So back in the day when my baby hairs was popping and I used to wear the Sergio Valente jeans and with the ponytail with the blow pops in my ponytails. Yes. You know, those of you who know, you know, um, and I used to be hanging out with one of my bestest, my best friends slash sister friends, all of that best friends since I was seven years old. Shout out to April. Um, me and April was rocking hard. And um, I had me a little boyfriend at the age of 14. And no, it wasn't Terrence. But who was it? Terrence's best friend. And he became my boyfriend. And they lived in the same building as my best friend. And I would go visit my best friend. And then I would see my boyfriend at Terrence's house. And Terrence and... Terrence, well, I'm going to leave that part out. <laughs> I'm going to leave that part out. Oh, not because I'm not being transparent, but I can only be transparent with my own business. So, <laughs> but anyway, you know, I would go up and we would hang out and it would be all good. And, um, Terrence and I just forged like, you know, we started forging a relationship um, from there at the age of 14 and, um, through time, um, you know, that was junior high school. And then we went to high school and to his point, like he went to one school, I went to another school. We had different paths and, um, you know, but we still kept our friendship going. And then the bag lady became a teenage mom. And let me just tell y'all, like, in becoming a teenage mom, it's one thing to become a teenage mom. And most times teenage dads, a lot of times, I don't want to say most times, let me just take that back for y'all crucify me. Let me say in my experience in that time in the eighties, 
teenage dads were not necessarily groomed to be dads. And so they weren't really around like that. You know, they didn't, they didn't take a lot of pride. Of course there were some that did. So let me, let me say that. Right. But again, we're talking about my experience, right? And then in my experience, um, they didn't have the pride in, in being a father, right? And, and a lot of times in, in the areas, in the urban areas where I lived, they didn't necessarily have an example of what that was. And so um, I was a teenage mom and my son's dad wasn't around. And, you know, my mother, grandma was the dad. She was the dad, the grandmother, the grandfather, all of those things. And, and because there was no grandfather in my house. Um, and then, and then you had the rarities like Terrence and, um, I had a baby early and Terrence didn't think differently of me because I got pregnant early or anything like that. Terrence, you know, made sure I was good and, 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 you know, stayed with me throughout my pregnancy, stayed in touch with me throughout my pregnancy. And, and then, you know, and then I did it again three years later. Um, and at that point I was still technically a teenager, and when I did it again, I moved away, you know, moved out of New York, got married to a military guy early. And even living in North Carolina, Terrence still stayed in touch. I didn't even have a phone. We wrote letters. Remember the days when people wrote letters? We wrote letters um, to stay in touch with one another. And, you know, uh, he has seen me through the good and the bad times of my life. And, and you know, I could just remember... Um, a time when I was at my all time low and, you know, situation wasn't the best for me. My housing situation wasn't what it needed to be. And I was living several boroughs over as I tried to, you know, sustain a more stable housing environment for me and my children. And when I would want to visit my friends up in the Bronx, Terrence would let me visit with whoever I want to visit with all day. And when it was time to go, he would meet me at the train station. And before we would get on the train, he would take my boys into the fruit stand and he would always get them like some fruit and then he'd get them some water and he'd get them ready for this two hour train ride back to Brooklyn. Now I want y'all to bear in mind this time, Terrence is all of 19 years old. He's not 25. He's not 30, right? He's 19 years old. He don't have any kids. And he's taking on this level of responsibility for children that are not his and a female that point blank, y'all, he not laying it down with at all. And this is not in lieu of trying to smash either. This is just, I look at you like a sister and this is what I want for my sister. And this is what I want. I want you to hold, and this is when he started shaping my views, right? This is the caliber of man that I want you to hold yourself to. I want you to require these things from anybody that you're going to bring around these boys, right? Including if you're going to be with the father, right? And um, as Terrence just alluded to, he became like a father figure in my life, right? Because... I did not like to disappoint him. I did not like to disappoint him. And Terrence has some very stringent, strict views, as you guys will hear, about how females should conduct themselves. 
And um, we was listening earlier. We was in here vibing. And it was a song that he, he found in my crate. And the ultimate, um, the bottom line and ultimate message of the song is like a woman, you know, an African woman is not really going to respond to you or, or appreciate you if you call her a woman. She wants you to call her a lady. Terrence, what was the name of that song? That was Fela. Uh, so you well, we'll sing it. Go ahead. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you call a woman African woman, no go green. She going to say, she going to say, I'll be lady, yo. Hey. <laughs> I'm a lady. Yes, I'm a lady. And, and that's what y'all know. That man that just sang, I've been trying to get him in this studio for quite some time now. And he only finally recently revealed to me that the reason I've been struggling to get him in here is because he got the nerve to not be fond of his voice. Did y'all hear that voice? I hate it. Yo, that's just, I was like, why didn't you just say that to me up front so that I could have just dispelled that and we could have just already recorded this episode. But you know, God is in control of all things and God said that this was the episode for him. But can y'all believe that your man said he wasn't in here talking to the blessings um, here because he didn't like that voice. But now I got him on his singing. I don't think it's the Strawberry Henny that I. Nah, I, it's all you. <laughs> And just know, I never recorded a voicemail for myself. That's how much I hate my voice. I always went with the factory. Wait, 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 wait. You mean back in the day mm-hmm. when everybody was, you know, on the day. You spend all day long, like all, like five, six takes. Starting over. Make, starting all over, putting a little music on you, and then you come on here talking about, hey, you've reached so-and-so. None of that? None of that. That's how much I hate my voice. No, no, no. Well, 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 just want you to know you're in a safe environment. You and your voice are here with us. The bag lady has an outstanding community called The Blessings. And The Blessings, I'm sure, are going to send you great words of encouragement for you to be back on here again. Are you feeling better today already? I feel great today. And, and let me let me just expound a little bit more on who the bag lady is to me. I called her my confidant, right? And it took me a long time to learn what that is. And um, I'm more of a spiritual person than a religious person. But I listened to T.D. Jakes one day, and he talked about that. And he said that, um, for the most part, there's three types of people to you. There are comrades, constituents, and confidants. And if you're truly blessed, you have a confidant. So a comrade is a person who is not necessarily for you. They are against what you, what or who you are against, right? That's why in the military, they call each other comrades, Mm -hmm. right? You might be from one block and I'm from another block. I don't necessarily rock with you, but we both against the other block. block. So that makes us comrades. I am against who you are against. Then there's constituents. A constituent is a person who is for what you are for. That's why in politics, you are considered a constituent, Mm -hmm. which means that, hey, you're for, you know, the right to choose. You're for, you know, equal rights. I'm for that, too. We are constituents. Doesn't mean that I'm for you. We are just for the same Same thing. Mm -hmm. The confidant, that's the one who is for you. That's the one who's going to tell you the good, bad, and the ugly. So much so, let me tell you about the the name of this show, right? Bag Lady Experience. Mm -hmm. 
we well, let's talk about. We always talk about. Well, on this show, we talk about what's in the bag and unpacking the bag. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the bag itself. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm a man who I didn't know I had a bag, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not a lady. Y'all carry your bags in your hand on your shoulder. It's by your side, or you holding it. I'm a man who just found out that I was carrying a backpack. Mm. So with a backpack, the reason you use that, right, in mm-hmm. school is because it distributes the weight mm-hmm. of the contents in the backpack in the backpack mm-hmm. on your back so where you can carry a heavy load without even realizing you're even carrying a load. A heavy load, yep. So my confidant, what you did, I didn't think I had a bag. <laughs> and you was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You see all the stuff you got in the back? Mm-hmm. But guess what? Wearing that backpack and carrying that load for all these years, I forgot it was there because it's strapped to my back. Ain't nothing in my hands. Ain't nothing, over, you know. And um, you was like, wait a minute. Look what we got here. <laughs> and started pulling stuff out, right? And um, so, yeah, my confidant, that's my confidant. She showed me that, hey, you got a bag, and that's important because I got some things to unpack. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that. And I, I, I'm so happy to have you come here. We unpack all the time. That's been like the primary, that's been the foundation of our relationship that's, is that we have such a trust system, right? You can't trust unpacking with everybody because everybody doesn't mean you well. And unpacking is a very un, is a very vulnerable space. And you have to be able to be vulnerable and transparent with someone in order to show, I mean, there's clean laundry, there's, right? You think about your suitcase, right? You got clean laundry, you got dirty laundry, right? You got you got the good undies, you got the, the bad undies. You got the you, undies you just throw out the window yeah, so she'll yeah, never see them yeah. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> holy, you got the holy socks, right? You got, you got, there's all types of things down in that bag. So you can't just unpack with everybody. Um, You, you, you have to have the right person to pack with and, really the premise of this experience is to kind of normalize unpacking also and to say, Hey, if you don't have someone directly in your life who can help you unpack, right? Feel comfortable with just damn unpacking because to your point, Terrence, that bag get heavy. Mm-hmm. That bag is going to get heavy. And whether you decide you, you on the star search looking for somebody who's the perfect person to help you unpack. And then meanwhile, you carry in the load and you're hurting yourself looking for perfection where there's not even perfection in you. So at this point, if you got to come here to this experience and listen to me unpacking, I got to be transparent for everybody in this community and be comfortable enough to say, yep, I said this. And, you know, yes, I, I told this story about myself. I told how I was a teenage mother. I told how, you know, I didn't have my baby daddy around and stuff like that. So what? Because you know what else? Y'all know what I'm getting ready to say. In all of the things that I may struggle to be transparent about, in the words of Michael Jackson, I am not alone. And you know what? That being said, the phrase misery love company kind of gets a bad rap, right? Yep. Because I know for me, times where I was going through something and I shared it with somebody and it was like, hey, I went through that or I went through something worse. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel a little better. That's right. It makes you feel like, hey, number one, I, if you got through yours, I can get That's through mine. Exactly number two, right. I'm not crazy. So you made that same mistake too. So, you know, it, it is important to share. 
No, you're right. And you touched on something. And I know how this, how, this is why you sound horrible, but it's my truth, right? You just said like knowing, going to your point, misery loves company, knowing somebody else went through something. So, you know, I had my first child at 17 years old and, you know, it was one thing to get pregnant. It was another thing to know that I had to push a whole human being out of me. And of course that's scary to think about. And sad to say, or, or, or human to say, let's change, let's change the narrative, right? Based on what you said, let's stop saying misery loves company. Let's say everybody loves company or threes company, right? And let's not say sad to say, I'm going to say glad to say, um, you know, there was another young lady who was my age. I'm not going to call her name, but there was another young lady who was my age and who had given birth a year earlier than me. And yeah, if you know the bag lady, you know, I stand a stand a strong six feet, right? And this young lady was very short. She must've been, she wasn't even five feet tall. And that's how I got through it. I said, listen, if this girl did it a year, she did it at 16. She not nearly as tall, right? As I am. She not nearly as thick as I am. If she go in there and push that baby out, then I can go in this room and push that baby out too, because I wasn't going to be upstaged by somebody half my height and size and younger than me. Listen, to know the bad lady is to know I'm competitive. So to your point, like, you know, you could say misery loves company or you could just say like three's company. You know what I mean? It just makes you feel a little bit better. So we're going to change the narrative right here in this environment, my blessings. We're going to stop saying that misery loves company. We're going to say that you are not alone. We're going to go to the positive side. The glass is half full. It's not half empty. You are not alone. That makes you even more human. There is a precedence for what you're going through. And a lot of times that helps you get through. You don't got to go through it the same way, but knowing mm-hmm. that somebody else has encountered an experience that is, is just equally as important. And so, you know, that being said, I, I appreciate you for that one. So, I mean, let, let's talk about it. So, um, the, you know, the whole, the title is lovers and friends. And, you know, we're just talking about the past of, you know, how did we come to learn at an early age that men and women could actually be friends, right? And just thinking about how we have made it this long and sustain the relationship that this long. And I mean, I just want to jump into the transparency and say, um, you know, shout out to Mr. Bag Lady. Y'all know I don't even have to preface it with the fact that I'm married and to know me is to know I'm 10 million percent in love with Mr. Bag Lady. However, there was those moments when I looked at Terrence differently and I did want to, I did want more because he was showing himself to be the best male, right? In my life at that time. And of course, who wouldn't want more from a relationship such as that, right? And I had approached Terrence and felt like, hey, I need to talk. We need to have a heart to heart. And I approached him like, I want more from this. I know you've been my brother and this, that, or the third, but I think I've fallen in love with you and blah, 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 blah. And so, right, there's a lot of courage that had to happen here. I had to have the courage to say to him that this is how I was feeling and I was getting ready to break the code on what was already proven to have been working well. And he had the courage to tell me, he had to have the courage to tell me, no, right? That's not, 
that's not where I'm at, right? And then there would be ebbs and flows of that, right? That would crisscross um, throughout a small window of the relationship because um, there was a point where we, we mastered it, right? And we got past that. But there was times when it would go back the other way. And so I'll share with you, and I think we're probably going to end up being on the same page, but I'm going to start with you because I think I was the first one to catch feelings in this this human outfit. So I, I think I'm going to turn the mic to Terrence so that he can tell how did he handle that when I approached him and then we'll come back to me about when the tables turned and it came back to me and how I handled it and what, how I was able to, to handle that. So Terrence, talk to me about, you know, I don't even remember. I think at that point we in our twenties mm-hmm. and I done caught feelings and, um, you know, I done sat you down and told you <laughs> I'm in love and I think we need to turn the tide a little bit. Well, first of all, the way we've been able to stay, uh, well, not even friends, but brother and sister is, the one word that comes to my mind is value. I have always valued you. And, you know, to cross that line, um, even the times when I have wanted more, it was never a sexual thing, mm-hmm. right? Because you can get mm-hmm. sex anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's like having a, a good enough diploma, which I do. Right. For those who don't know, that's a GED. And <laughs> you get on my nerves. <laughs> Yo, just so you know, Terrence is the king of acronyms. Okay. I cannot, cannot. So, no, no. You got to give a disclaimer and say, like, I got one. Shout out to everybody. Right. Today, right. right. <laughs> so imagine um, having a, a GED and being blessed to. Um, get a job that was a six-figure job. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to blow that to go smoke weed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If they do randoms, mm-hmm. makes no sense mm-hmm. because I see the value in the job that I have. Mm-hmm. And from day one, I have always seen your value as a friend and as a sister and, and you know, also turned into a confidant. Mm-hmm. So even in a time when I wanted more. It was never sexual. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, you're the perfect person. You know me more than anybody, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there's a difference between friend Terrence and relationship Terrence, mm-hmm. right? Just like there's a difference between work Terrence and, you know, off work Terrence, <laughs> right? And sometimes just because you're good with... Friendship, Terrence. Right. Right? <laughs> you might get to know relationship, Terrence, and be like, wait a minute. Cause because, you know, things become different. Mm-hmm. The investment is different. And I valued us so much that I never wanted to lose that. And that friendship has stood the test of time. Indeed. So that word, that value, and where that value was placed, that's the key. I think, um, not, I think I know it was the same thing for me. Right. And, 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 and it's like we said, right. We're not religious, but we're very spiritual folks. And as the same thing for me is that, um, 
I just felt like, you know, you were placed in, they say people come in your life for reasons and seasons. And you're one of the blessings and the gifts that I've had that are here for both. You've been here every season and you've definitely been placed in my life for a reason. And, um, I definitely was able to see the value. I think after you showed me when like, you know, like coming to you first and having that conversation and you doing it gently and, and helping me to see like there's, we got way much more to offer, um, each other, these children, the world, right. As friends, then we do right as lovers and then run the risk of not even being friends. Right. Right. When it's all said and done. And so, um, it's always been the value, um, for me also. Now we're not here to be corny. This is not no infomercial to say that feelings didn't have to be suppressed. Right. Because the value was there, but the value superseded, right. The feel the, the human portion of it, because we're not here to say that, um, although where we're saying that people can be friends, right? Men and women can be friends that that comes with the absence of normal human, um, interest or attraction or, or anything like that. And you know what? I could put it into perspective for everybody. It's like imagine having two million dollars in your pocket, mm-hmm. right? Well, two million can't fit in your pocket, but unless it's a check, but imagine <laughs> having two million. Three million is better than two million, right? Mm-hmm. But is it worth risking the two million to get to three million? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Nope. Who would risk, you know, and bet the two million to bird get in, three? Bird in the hand, right? right? Absolutely. And your friendship was two million. Right, and let me tell you how deep um, your show is, and how much I appreciate it. We've never had this conversation, Mm-mm, nope, in private, but yet you got me here having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't talk about it. That's how much friends we are, and just friends—no flirting, no mm-hmm. crossing the line of any kind—to the point where the what one or two times where we had a conversation, right? Not a sexual exchange, not a a grab and a kiss, but a conversation. Mm -hmm. We never even revisited in all these years to have a conversation. That's how much it was in the back. Yep. How much the value supersedes all all, all things. So it wasn't even conversations. And it's crazy that we sitting there talking about it right right now. Right. (laughs) That's this what is the bag lady do. That's what the bag lady do. Mm. And so, and, and let me tell you what else the bag lady going to do. I'm going to expose you right now. So let me tell you something. I'm calling him Terrence right now. But let me just tell y'all, if you, my children are his godchildren. And you will never hear my children call him Terrence, Uncle Terrence, or God Daddy. They call him Cool T. That is his name in my family, right? So just also bear in mind when my mom, you know, may she sleep in paradise, was alive. If my mother was referring to him, she referred to him as my brother. And his mother, who was one of, she's like the matriarch of even my family because I've always idolized her as a mom. 
She refers to me as his sister, even though they didn't give birth to us. We acted so much to the letter that they subscribed to the fact that we were brother and sister, even though we weren't their children. Um, so cool tea. Even my mom called him cool tea. Let me tell you how the name cool tea came about because I don't want to give this little, uh, fairy tale version of everything. Let me tell you about how cool tea used to exploit his godchildren, but also show you how much our relationship is what it is. So we were so much friends. Like it, there was no lovey dovey stuff here. He dated. I gave him advice on all of his dating. And let me tell you what he used to do with his godchildren. He taught his godchildren to call him cool tea. He would tell him, I'm going to take you out. When they ask you who I am, you tell them I'm cool tea, the greatest man alive. <laughs> you probably don't even remember this. <laughs> I remember that. I now. want you to understand. And then they couldn't, of course, they're little kids, so they can't get it all done right. So they used to go around talking about cool tea, man alive. That's what they would tell. Oh my god! That's what they. I would forgot tell. all about that, <laughs> and it's so crazy because when I, you know, I'm here in Delaware, and my kids are born and raised in Delaware, and um, except for my daughter Virginia, and uh, we went up to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and that was their first time in Brooklyn, right? And I brought them around my cousin Chuck, so. Chuck had them, was spending time with them. And when we were leaving, we got in the car. And Chuck walked us to the car. And he said, all right, guys. He said, now, what's my name? It was like Chuck the Chin Checker. And he said, and what do I do? You check chins. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. That's that old school flavor vibe. That's how it was done. And he didn't even, and you didn't just do that with the boys. You did that with my nephew. Shout out to Corey, who's three years older than the boys. You started from there. So you started teaching Corey that. And then when the boys came, you taught, taught them that. And it's still here. My boys now, my kid, my oldest son has his own son. And if you ask Jace, what is this man's name? He will tell you, he will say uncle, but he will say uncle cool T. <laughs> so the late, the newest generation does put uncle in front. They put some respect on his name. So now <laughs> he's uncle cool T. So listen, um, he used to be out there pimping my kids for the ladies and stuff like that. But um, you know, just talking about you and how you used to be with the boys already, you know, just so early at a young age, you know, talk to us about how you came to be, you know, to see the value at such a young age and not just the value with me, but you demonstrated a selflessness at an age and a time where you didn't have any kids and at a time where, you know, the average male, you know, would just be out being carefree and, and doing their thing. You know, what does that tell us? Let the people know about cool tea. Like what does that stem from? How do you think you was able to do that at such an early age? Cause I think we have to know where we came from in order to know where we're going. Right. And we, we already touched on that and we'll talk about it later. Right. Your godsons are grown now. And we'll talk about the impact that you've had on them. I'm not going to have any testimonials, but Lord knows if I ask them for one, 
they would get on this mic and rock about you for days and days. And then, but as we think about grandchildren and stuff like that, and your boys are young, your boys are, you know, are younger. And those are my godsons now. Just what do you think back then? Right. Was just some, where did you find, where did you get that value from? Well, first of all, before I even say that, you know me and you know, it's so hard for me to receive that. Right. Yes. Because you are so amazing and awesome that how can I even think that I played a part in you? I'm so um, in awe of you that it's hard for me to hear those things, right? Mm -hmm. But um, if I was to say, to answer your question, I would have to say my mother. My mother is such a loving, giving person, and she just, she love on everybody, and that, you know, rubbed off on me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just like her grace. I say that I'm still alive because her grace, because yes. she's such a good person, that her grace spilled over onto me, that I benefited from her grace, right? So I didn't think about what I was doing. I just knew that I had a friend that I loved very much, you know, as a sister. And it was just strictly organic. So I, other than that, I couldn't tell you. There was no rhyme or reason. There was no ulterior motives. It wasn't conscious, right? It was just, you're my sis. You're my best friend. So I'm going to do what I do, like you said, as if you were my blood sister, right? And that's how I moved when it came to you. <sighs> Um, I think we both struggle with receiving, you know, the accolades from each other. But I, I, a big reason why I wanted you to come here because, you know, tomorrow's not promising. I think it's really important for us to really acknowledge, um, you know, the appreciation and the value. And not just acknowledge it, but harness it and pass that on and pay that forward. Because there's something that we have here that's special and we ought to... If we can pass on the recipe for that to other people, then then let's do that, right? Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is just your teachings up to me of what I needed to require from a man. And, and, and like we talked about in the Fela song, right? Not just being a woman, right? I'm born into the world, um, female gender with female body parts. And, you know, just by definition, at some point I would be deemed a woman, Right. But that would not make me a lady. And I think that that's the things that you've always groomed me on. Um, Just um, to be very mindful, even though I had had two children by the age of 19. um, You didn't allow me to put my head down or tuck my head low because of that. And um, and and wanted me to understand that, you know, wherever I was, that was you know, uh, something that I had done, but not necessarily a mistake I had made, but that the mistake would only be in not learning from what I, you know, what I had experienced that I didn't like, that wasn't intentional, um, that I had done and how to be more intentional about moving forward. Right. And you gave me a perspective that a lot of females didn't have that kind of 
informs how I get to be the bag lady here today because mm. why I'm so versed in some stuff because I had my perspective, but I also had the benefit of a male perspective, mm-hmm. right? You know, I, there was a movie like that. I think there's both. One where the man shows where he could think with the, see what the woman is thinking, and one where I think Taraji did one where she could see what the men were thinking, right? Um, that's a gift in itself, but um, I can remember you giving me my first, like, really big gift, right? Because you always were selfless. And you was like, listen, hey, um, I get you all of this stuff not to be flashy, but I get you this stuff because I don't want the first man that can come and buy you a Gucci bag to swoop you off your feet because he bought you a bag. So what you you want a bag, you want some sneakers, you want a hat, you need a bracelet so that you could feel um, the, the same as, you know, some of your friends that don't have children yet and may be a little further along in their careers and is being more successful right now because, you know, you working at the salon and, you know, you getting what you're getting, but it ain't enough to, to keep up with, you know, with the Joneses, if you will. So let me just level your playing field for you right now, because you're far too awesome to let the first man who can come and buy you a pocketbook swoop you off your feet. And that, that was like the first lesson that I learned from you. And, and the lesson was not in that you could buy me nice things, but the lesson was the lesson that you put down, which was don't, don't be caught up in materialistic. Don't sell yourself short because of what somebody can do for you. Because even though financially you may not be able to do that for that person, but what you can do for somebody supersedes anything that can be purchased in the store. And you instilled that in me the way a father would do a daughter versus the way a friend would do another friend, or even that a brother would do to a sister, especially when there's no real age gap here, but you just gave me that perspective and you um, gave me that respect. Here I am still under the age of 20. I got two kids. I'm married, not married. And, and it's a whole situation, but you never wavered in how you spoke to me. I never saw the, uh, a, a flicker in your eye that was different. It was, it was always just a brotherly love and here's what you have, but here's what I want for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think in that time, in the earlier days, I wasn't necessarily able to give that back. I'm trying to figure out how to mother two kids. I wasn't even the same level of friend back here. I might have given you a listening ear, and we've always had music in common, and we could get in a conversation just like we do right now and go out to the stars with our conversation and talk about music. But I wasn't necessarily in a position to pour back into you the way you was pouring into me at Mm -hmm. that time. But your investment kind of just steered my boat back around and yielded the bag lady that you got here that let me to come back and, and pour back into you. So um, I think there's all of that, you know, and just just thinking about the past and tying it, bringing it a little forward. And then we're going to take a quick break so I'm gonna make sure that, um, you know, Terrence can get a sip of something or whatever. But um, before we go to break, what I want us to talk about and come back with is just you know, we're going to talk in part two about the um, future, the present and the future. But I'm just thinking, like, we met at 14 years old and there was no social media, Mm-mm. right? There was no YouTube, no Facebook, no Instagram. We still talked on regular house phones. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. No the, call waiting. No, I was just getting ready. <laughs> don't be finishing my sentences. I was getting ready to say, like, I don't even think call waiting was an effect. I don't even think you could click over. Um, 
And it was a freer time then, right? Without, you think about now there's so much technology and stuff and you would think that that would be more freeing. Mm-mm. When I think about it, um, you know, my thing to you is we were 14 when we met. Your daughter now is 18, right? So she's already past the age of 14. And my boys are both in their 30s, 35, 32, right? Um, What do do you think about a 14-year-old girl now going up to see her boyfriend and his best friend is is like her brother? Your daughter comes now and she says to you like, uh, you know, no, damn, going to see my friend Tony. Mm. And then, and then you're like, Tony? And she's like, yeah. And Terrell is, well, wait a minute. You just told me your little boyfriend name is Tony. I'm trying to get that together. And then who the hell is Terrell? And you're like, oh, Terrell is his best friend, but he my brother. Right? What, is the, what does Terrence say about that now? Like, if, if you fast forward to Terrence, um, what do you think about that now? And, and like, what do you think, if there's a difference, if mm-hmm. there is a difference, what is the difference? And are, are you being a hypocrite if you feel differently? Mm. Well, um, theoretically, there's no difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we are in different times. You know, back then, um, we children wasn't exposed to what, kids are exposed to today, right? So we still had an innocence about us. Why? Because we played Skelzies. Well, even when we weren't being so innocent, mm-hmm. it was still innocent, okay. right? We didn't have adult views and opinions pushed on us like they do today, like a like an ad for Coca-Cola or something like that or McDonald's, right? It's like every day, every other commercial or adult things Mm -hmm. that children are presented with, right? Whether you listen to TV or, you know, look at TV, listen to the radio. Even yesterday I was in the car with my son Ty and it was a Pop Smoke song, right? And he said the F word. On the radio. Like, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I couldn't believe it because I don't listen to the radio too much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's like the ultimate curse word. Mm-hmm. That's like the mother of all curse words. And I'm like, they say that on the radio now? Free? Like that? So it's just a different time right now. And I actually, a lot of things I feel good for this generation, mm-hmm. but I also feel saddened for them as well. Right, like we grew up in a time where if something embarrassing happening, you know, and somebody saw you, a few people knew. Maybe they can go tell, but guess what? You could do. You could deny it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that's what you did. <laughs> you could be like, "Nah, that wasn't me." You know, or that didn't happen like that. Or nah, let me tell you what really happened. <laughs> but now with cell phones and you know video and everything and social media, all of your shortcomings, all of your mistakes can be stay with you literally forever. So it's a whole different ball game. So wait, I'm cutting you off. You saying that your daughter can't have a Tony and Terrell? Well, Terrell's the friend, right? Yep. 
Yeah, she might. She could have a Terrell, but, but she can't she have can't, a Tony. But she can't get to Terrell without Tony. So what you doing? Well, hey, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> then she can't have a Terrell because it's again, it's so different now. But she's raised by you. So you have your morals and values invested and poured into her. Do you not trust that she is the same bag lady of however many years ago that can go and successfully have a Tony and a Terrell? Well, see, that's so that's that's um that's a little difficult because the bag lady is they broke the mold. The bag lady is her godmother, right? So they broke the mold when it came to you. So, um, yeah, they broke the mold, and then you became the mold, right? And that's a whole nother conversation because I base everybody off of holding them up to the bag lady, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if she had a friend, a male friend, regardless of how it came to be, and I was able to meet him and feel his energy or whatever, I'm all for it. I'm definitely not one of those parents who... It's cool for the sons to do it, but not the mm, daughters. As you know, we're gonna right? talk about that. So I'm I'm very fit in that, you know. Um, but um, I would embrace that, and I would think that that is okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that because as someone that again feels like I'm raised by you, that hasn't always been the norm. Even as you raised the bag lady as a big brother, you know, you wasn't one for that. You know, it was like. You don't go out here giving your cookies away. You definitely don't give your cookies away on the first date. And meanwhile, if the homie smashed on the first date, it was high fives and kudos. But if 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 the bag lady or anybody she hung with was smashing on the first date, they was that garden tool and that wasn't going to work. And you didn't want me hanging out with them. And, and you definitely was not with hearing that I was out here moving and shaking anything like that, especially... Once I had become a mother, but, um, we going to jump into all of that. I mean, we already almost an hour in. we got a little bit more to go here in part one, but we're going to take a quick break to make sure that Terrence can, um, go ahead and get himself something to drink. I'm going to turn a little music on and, um, we'll be back shortly. Oh, wait, you know what? It's something really important. I've been meaning to ask you mm-hmm. before we even go to break and turn this music on. Let's go. All right, you're in the house. There's no sugar, cornflakes, or Rice Krispies. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I would have to go with cornflakes. You gonna ride with cornflakes because Word. because what? Because um, I could I have eaten cornflakes. Well, shoot, look. Born and raised Eden Wall Projects. Shout out to Eden Wall EWP. Where we saw real, you know, that was the time of, um, you know, the uh, cheese lines. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the block cheese in the box. Block butter. Yes. Yes. And let's not forget about powdered milk. Yes. And the big white and black box of cereal. Black and white everything. The no frills. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? Yes. So yes. I have eaten. <laughs> Both <laughs> cornflakes and rice krispies and rice with no crispy sugar. With no sugar, well, no milk. What correction? It is called crispy rice. Right, right. <laughs> On the black and white box. Right. Okay. And so your preference between the two? Look, I have both with water. Oh, hot or cold? Huh? 
Cold or hot? Cold water. <laughs> okay, okay. And if I was lucky, I had the can of evaporated milk <laughs> that I put in it to make some water, to make some milk, right? So I actually had, and I would say definitely cornflakes. All right, hands down cornflakes. I ain't messing with you with the, the, the water and the evaporated milk. Yeah, now plus, you... if I don't have, like, the milk and the sugar and all that, mm-hmm. I don't want my cereal talking back to me like Rice Krispies. <laughs> I just need to be quiet. Let me imagine it's something else. Let me imagine this sugar in it and, and whole milk. So, yeah. I'm done with you. I don't eat my cereal like, yo, you know there ain't no sugar in this, right? I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You, 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 I can't with you. I can't. I can't and I won't. Period. All right. That's all I needed to know before we go to commercial break. Feel free to go and get yourself something to drink or something. And y'all got y'all go ahead and get yourself something to um, stay tuned and we'll be back. Yes, yes, yes. We back from the break. That was Tweet and Bilal, Best Friend of Mine, right? And that song, if you don't know that song, like I said, that's Best Friend by Tweet and Bilal. And that's what they talk about, you know, like, hey, we can talk about anything. Best friends, opposite sexes. And again, like you heard it here um, in this episode, Lovers and Friends, you got the bag lady here coming to you live from the Purse Podcast Studios with my special guest, Terrence, and we just diving into um, this episode where, you know, the premise starts out about whether or not men and friends, uh, excuse me, women and men can truly uh, be friends, and we just talked about, um, you know, where it all started, how our friendship started, how um, we've had ebbs and flows, how we've maintained some things, and before we went to the break, we were just talking about you know, if what we have is still possible today, possible um, at the starting point in which we started was, which was back in the teenage years, 
But now I want to bring it a little bit forward and, um, and, and, and we'll jump into if it's something that is feasible for men and women today, right? So we're going to talk about, you're going to hear Terrence tell us his perspective on if this is something feasible for men and women today. And um, if so, what does that recipe um, look like? I'm actually going to, I'm also going to ask him to share his perspective on how do we, you know, look back on our kids and our grandkids right now and teach them this recipe because I know for me, um, I would want my granddaughter to have a Terrence, right? And I think that Terrence will want, um, you know, we kind of um, not equal right now because my grandkids almost the age of his kids. But either way, he will probably want his sons to have a bag lady if they have the opportunity to have so. So um, I think I want to ask you at this time, Terrence, like what would you tell people in our generation who said, have struggled right in their relationships to be able to have this right um let's talk about what the recipe is that we would share with them let's also talk about the fact that we have had mates throughout the years right let's talk we talked about some of the easier more fonder moments right but we've also had mates that were not fond of our relationship mm. and we have still managed to stand the test of time. Um, I think I, if you go to my old apartment in Brooklyn, you could probably still see the hole that was punched in the wall by my ex-husband um, because of a conversation that that we were having. And, and it was like, you know, to your point, we've never had any inappropriate conversations or anything like that. But just because we were chatting and laughing on the phone and, um, and and things like that. So, um, we both have had mates that were not exactly fond of it. Um, I want to hear from you how you've handled that in the past. I'll share how I've handled that in the past. And then I think that at this point, before we end part one, I want to just share a little bit of the recipe but anybody's like, you know what? I, I can't wait for part two. I want to hit the ground running. I have someone that's I feel that way about, but I haven't been able to kind of just kind of manage that. So tell me what I need to do. So let's just start with the cons or the challenges mm-hmm. of having a relationship like this. Well, before before we jump into that, I want to go back just a little bit, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. when you asked me about. Um, my daughter, yep. if it was okay for her to male, have a male friend. Yep. And I talked about how times are different now. One thing I, I, I neglected to say was in this time changes is that people are fluid now. Mm-hmm. It's not about male and female because male is what male and female is what female. So I have to have a whole nother conversation the conversation changes now dramatically, especially about valuing a person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because now, you know, she could have a female friend. Yes. That's attracted that, to her. Right. Exactly. Or vice yeah. versa. Yeah, absolutely. Or my sons could have a male friend. Absolutely. And it can go that way, which is hard for me to say, but that's a reality. Absolutely. Right now in uh 
this year that we in. So um, that puts a whole nother perspective. Like it's really a mute point of male and female being friends because that was everybody because of the fluidity. Yep. Right. Yep. But um, back to what you said about having a mate, that has been a challenge in my relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, hmm, I know earlier you said, well, maybe sometimes I didn't really press the issue. And because you said, you know, happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. However, that's not true. Um, I had plenty of arguments and I stood firm and there's no woman, even when I was married and I've been married twice, excuse me. That's good. <coughs> Pardon me. And, um, when it came to you, you couldn't even say nothing. Right. And this goes back to why it was easy for me to stand firm in our friendship and not take it there. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Sorry, folks. Don't worry. I tested him before he mm. came in. So here's the thing. and Here was my mindset. I understood that when you look at averages, relationships don't last that long. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they don't stand the test of time. But friendships is a higher percentage of that, you know, standing the test mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. So already had in my mind with the women that I've dated, sorry to everybody, even though I may have loved them and, you know, valued them too, I understood that the relationship that we had that was fortified and forged was didn't compare to those intimate relationships no. that I had. No. So I let them know, like, hey, even though, yes, you are my wife, mm-hmm. I know it's the odds are you're not going to be my wife forever, mm-hmm. regardless of how I want it to be and how you want it to be. Let's be real. But there's a chance my mm-hmm. friend is going to be my friend forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And two divorces later. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> and a whole lot of other felt relationships it ended up being true. Yep. Yep. I, 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 I definitely, um, pick up what you're putting down because um, I think for me, it's just like at, at work, right? They have a whole saying that, you know, they want us to feel comfortable bringing our whole self to work. And I think that um, before I may not feel comfortable bringing my whole self to work, but as I got older and learned more about myself and had value and self-respect for myself, I did begin to bring my whole self to my relationships. And part of me was you. Right. And so to accept me, there was a, I was a package deal. And part of that package was you. Mm-hmm. And um, similarly, I had people that just didn't do well with it either. But to your point, you, you were um, a consistent um, force in my life. You were constant. And so it, it was a deal breaker if they couldn't, you know, really, um, really just subscribe to the fact that I had a male friend and I had a brother who just didn't come out of my mother, right, in my life, um, and that there was it was totally platonic, then shame on them a little bit, right? Because respectfully, right, respectfully, because, I mean, we can talk tough talk now. Um, we always did, you know, stand firm on it. But, of course, you know, we, we tried to um, 
you know, let our mates know that everything was okay. And we've cross pollinated and I've for, uh, forged relationships with your mates as you forged relationships with my mates, because we knew that that was important to each other. Um, but at the end of the day, um, any relationship that couldn't lean with it, rock with it, didn't really stand the test of time. And that's why, again, I want to give shout out to Mr. Bag Lady right now, because, you know, we 16 years in and he's never expressed. He understands, respects, embraces our relationships. And, and, um, I'm not going to go deep into it, but you know, Mr. Bag Lady is very much like Terrence guys. He's very much similar. Um, they're the same sign. They have the same values, the same ethics. So the same way where you guys would normally hear a young lady say she want to marry her dad, uh, 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 a man, just like her dad. That's what I did. I married a man just like who I consider to be my dad, which is Terrence. And he has a lot of the same values. They have a great relationship. They both have OCD. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, you know, but you know, all jokes aside, um, that, you know, just want to make it clear with, by no means are we saying that this is something that is easy. There are pros and cons to it. And, but it's just like anything else I feel that you have convictions about, mm -hmm. you have to stand firm on something that you feel strongly about. And, you know, you got to kind of, you got to choose you. Right. And for me, I chose me because I know that to Terrence's point, if that relationship was going, it was going, but I knew that I would have a brother that was going to back me up, dust me off, stand me on my feet and tell me that, you know, I'm worthy of somebody who's willing to love me unconditionally. And, and, and so I'm grateful for that. So I would say, um, before we wrap up part one, let's, let's talk to the people about what we think is some of the ingredients for a successful male, female, platonic mm -hmm. relationship? Well, like I said, my main thing was value, right? Once you understand the, the true value of a person, um, you're going to stand on that. You're going to protect it, right? Like uh, my favorite pair of shoes. After I wear it, I take it home. I wash, I wipe the bottoms off. <laughs> <laughs> I brush the suede, I put the tissue back inside of it, I wrap it back up, and I place it in the box, right? Yeah. And uh, so when you value something, you're going to keep that. Um, one thing I, I love about you, you always be in my confidant. You Sometimes you go in my bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, turn, yeah. Turn around. <laughs> and start pulling stuff out my bag. And... Folks, off camera, well, we're not on camera, off the mic, mm -hmm. we had a, a, a small conversation. Mm -hmm. I have a very, very, very special woman in my life right now. Shouts out to Nicole from South Philly. Mm -hmm. Love you, babe. <laughs> um, I can't be a hypocrite, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, it is difficult. It can be difficult for um, your mate to have someone that they care about oh, yeah. deeply and have a love for. Let's talk about it. And um, I was struggling with that, and um, she went in my bag. <laughs> she who? She, you. Hug out the name. bag lady. 
turn around, pull some stuff out my bag, force me to look at it. And I had to look at it. And I have to allow my mate, I have to allow Nicole to love on somebody else. Mm -hmm. That there's enough room for her to love me and have love for somebody else, even if it is another male. Mm -hmm. Even if it is a male that she used to date. Right. Whereas at least with us, we never dated. We never crossed the line. We never did anything, you know, mm-hmm. of any sorts of that. However, just because your mate did, you know, that's where that trust comes in and allowing them to be their whole self. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm repeating the bag lady. That's, that's right. not from me. That's right. Allowing them to be their whole self and their whole self is who you came to love. So you can't, stomp out the parts that you know you don't agree with right and um so that really helped me to bring things into perspective so yeah i i and and especially if i have to you know understand that my intentions have always been pure towards you then someone else can have that as well well hallelujah to the lamb shout out to my brother cool d that's his favorite saying um, hallelujah to the lamb because that's exactly right. Um, you know, sometimes the parts you love best about somebody can be the same things that kind of get you in the side about them too. Right. And Absolutely. you can't just, you can't just take the parts you want and leave the parts behind. Right. That mm-hmm. that's, that's really important. So, um, I just think again, just like you said, it's important and, being understanding um if you if you're currently in a relationship and um two things um i i make listen mr bag lady is a king okay and i make sure that i uphold my king at all times to help him understand and never second guess where 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 he sits on the only pedestal right in my life right as far as the head of my household right and then at the same time, I I have helped him to see that there may be other right mountains and pedestals in my life, but they're different. The same way you love your children and how you love your your spouse or your mate is a different type of love, but they're both a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that it's important that um that you make your other your partner um feel comfortable and secure. And what you have, right? And not just, can't just put your foot down and say, well, this is where you and you met me. This was my friend and this is what it is and take it or leave it. But if this is somebody that you know you love and you want to be with, but you also have um, a Terrence or a bag lady in your life, that you you work the two of them, you, you merge, you work. If it's important to you, if there's the value is there, that you make it important to merge the two. And you make your king or your queen feel like they're a king or a queen enough and that there's, there's no competing priorities. There's nothing like that. You make your brother their brother. You make mm-hmm. your sister their sister, right? Because if if you came out the same womb, that's what it would be, right? So if if that person was really your brother and y'all were getting together, getting married, being together, now that would be their brother. So bring them into the fold, right? That's all a part of making things your whole self, right? And and and, and above all, Terrence, you you mentioned the word um fluid, but in the name of love, right? Period. 
right? The universal language of it all. Respect the name of love and and integrate it um, the right way. You know what just came to mind in this conversation? Um, Open relationship. When we think of, well, when I think of open relationship, people talk about it, it usually means, hey, you're in a relationship with someone, but we're both allowed to have sex with other people. But with the other people, it's just sex. We're not loving on them. And we know that where we stand together, right? I'm your man, you're my woman, and nobody comes in between that. However, we're just open to physically love on other people, right? And in this conversation, I'm like, okay, that's kind of open relationship, right? Not the physical part, mm-hmm. but the right? Mental and but the mental and emotional mm-hmm. and allowing your mate to love on someone else, but still feeling secure and knowing that it's a different type of love and what we have, no one can come in between that. Mm-hmm. But there's enough love to go around. She can still, if you have more than one child, you can love on all your children. That's right. That's right. Equally. That's right. And you right? don't, without having favorites, you don't have to give up your past to have a future. Right. Right. You think about people who go away and, and, and you got all different types of friends. You got your childhood friends, you got your college friends, you got your work friends, right? You shouldn't have to give up your past to have a future. Mm-hmm. Right, it's all a, a part of it. You got to know where you've been in order to know where you're going. Right, um, I'm gonna stop here because you know we're getting ready to really dig in, and I know we're over the hour mark. And is there's no topic that we can pivot to from here that's not going to take us out another hour. So what I'm going to do here is we're going to wrap up part one of lovers and friends, right? With the bag lady and Terrence. Um, and shout out to our sponsors of this episode, Ongo Love and 360 Pick Spin. Um, listen, I got Terrence here at the Purse Podcast Studios and Mr. I Don't Like My Voice has been rocking out for an hour and 18 minutes. And blessings, y'all make sure y'all go on my page and show him some love and tell him how great his voice sounds. Respectfully, respectfully, because Mrs. Terrence, Miss Nicole is out in South Philly watching and listening. Right, she will cut a check. <laughs> respectfully, respectfully. But again, but shout, listen, Nicole, listen, hey. We're talking about it, right? He could have fans. That don't got nothing to do with the queen that you are, right? So um, they're going to encourage him. It's just encouragement. It's just encouragement. But um, as we wrap up today, I want to say to my brother, you know, it's so good to have you here. I love you. Um, I think that love has been the baseline for all things Bag Lady and Terrence. Um, in this, as we move to part two, and think about the state of affairs today and what's needed. And we think about recipes and what's on the horizon and continue to share our perspective. I just want to say that, you know, love is important. And I think that the love that we have is what's missing um, a lot today. And that um, I'm just going to play this little song and put that where y'all need it. And we will see y'all um, on part two.
friendly announcer I have serious news to pass on to change your joy and Cautionary measure. If love and peace you treasure, then you'll hear. 